Welcome to the Factory Youth Podcast. This is a weekly teaching podcast from the Factory Youth at Calvary Chapel, Vera Beach. We're doing a series, Tell All Your Friends, the importance of, of, of preaching the gospel. And last week, Nate uh, preached and told us what the gospel is. If we are called to preach the gospel, to tell people the good news of Jesus, we need to be able to, one, believe it, and also, to some degree, be able to summarize it and explain it to our friends. If we're supposed to tell our friends that Jesus loves them, tell them about the gospel, then we need to know what it is. And so our kind of working definition of the gospel as we move through this series, what the good news of Jesus is, is simply this. We are sinners and we are all broken, but Jesus Christ came to make us whole. We are made whole when we believe in his life, death, and resurrection. When we believe in the work that Jesus did for us on the cross, then we are able to step into the life and life abundant that Jesus offers us. Our sins are forgiven and we receive righteousness and salvation. And that is the gospel, but we are called to preach the gospel. Look what it says in in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And I'm going to read uh, Mark 16 into Matthew 28. Uh, because they, they flow together. They take place in the same time uh, uh, of Jesus' ministry. So real quick, just to catch you up to speed. Jesus is born in a manger on Christmas. Okay? He, he lives his whole life. He does all these miracles. He teaches all these people. He heals all these sick people. And then he gets arrested. He gets beaten. He gets crucified. And he dies. Then he gets taken and buried into a tomb. And then three days later, he rises from the dead. But Jesus do- doesn't die a second time. So, so you, just to let you guys know. Jesus didn't die once, rise again, and then and then die again. See, like Lazarus in the Bible who dies and, and rise again. Lazarus died again. Jesus never died again. And this conversation takes place before Jesus actually ascends up to heaven to the right hand of the Father where he still is today. Okay? Just so you guys know. Jesus didn't die twice. He looks at his disciples and he tells them this. He says, I'm going to ascend to heaven But while I'm gone, this is what you're to be doing. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go, therefore, Matthew 28, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age." Let's pray and and we'll talk about this. Lord God, I I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place here tonight. Lord, I pray that as we are are going into your word, Lord, and, and looking at this idea of preaching the gospel, Lord, that you would just kind of break off the hardness around us, Lord. Help us to pay attention and, and not be distracted, Lord. Not, not to pay attention to me, Lord, but, but pay attention to your voice and your spirit in this place. Lord, I pray that you'd speak directly into our hearts. Lord, not just our minds so that we get smarter, Lord, but our hearts so that we can live for you. 
Lord, speak to us this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, I'm not an expert in much at all. I hardly know anything. Um, and I'm being honest. Just like any topic at all, I probably don't know much about it. Um, I have conversations with you guys, and you guys seem to know a lot about stuff, and I don't know anything about anything that you know, uh, especially if I'm talking to Jacob Sylvie. Jacob was talking about uh, some internet thing, and he, he says, oh, you know this, and I just kind of smiled, and then he shows me something that I have never, ever seen before, and I'm like, okay, and, um, and then we just move on. And so if I act like I know something when we're talking about something, I probably don't, don't know, and I'm just kind of allowing you to do your thing because I want to hear you who know about it rather than, and so I'll nod and be okay. But um, I'm really no expert at anything, but I care about a lot of things. Okay, so here's, here's the difference. I care about a ton of things. And so I can talk about stuff, but I don't know a lot about it. So like, like if we're having a conversation, you know, I could go all about like, like 2006, 2007 uh, baseball stats because I care so much about that era. Greatest era of baseball. You know what I mean? And it's, I'm no expert, but I care a lot. Now, I think that that is a good way to live. I think if, if we think that we have to be a, an expert at something before we can really, like, you know, make it a personality trait of ourselves, um, you know, we'll, we'll never be able to get any, into anything. You know what I mean? There's like some part of something, when we get into something and we really care about it, that's what is going to put us onto the trajectory of becoming an expert in that thing. But sometimes I think that we need to know a lot about something before we do it. Do you guys feel like that? Like, I'm going to do something in private for a long time until I'm really good at it, you know, until I start talking about it, and we don't need to do that. I think with the gospel especially, we feel like we need to be experts in the gospel. We need to know the Bible inside and out. We need to pray like, you know, those epic prayer people in our life, probably our moms, that pray so well that pray with Bible verses, and they're, they're praying all the And it's like, I, before I really know, like, I need to know everything before I do anything for Jesus. I think we think like that. And maybe if you don't actually think those words, you think something close to it. I need to know everything before I do anything for Jesus. And that's not true. God wants to use you no matter where you are and no matter who you are. The story that you are living right now, and when you bring Jesus to the center, it doesn't matter how much you know, God wants to use you. And I just want to say from this position that I'm in right here that I'm no expert. I'm no expert. But I believe that God is using me and God has a plan and a purpose for my life and I want to walk into it. And so as we go into this calling that Jesus tells us we're supposed to do in Mark and Matthew is that we need to go in with the understanding that I'm no expert, you're no expert, 
and who cares? Let's move on into who God has called us to be. Amen? So that's our heart tonight. So the first thing that Jesus tells his disciples, people who follow him, what they need to do, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. The the first call of the, the follower of Jesus is to preach the gospel. And we, we talked about what the gospel is already. It's that we are sinners and we are broken, but because of Jesus, life, death, and resurrection, we have access to salvation and life abundant. When we believe in him, we receive the thing. And that is the gospel. And we are called to go into all the world and tell that story, to, to tell people about the good news of Jesus. Romans chapter 10, the Apostle Paul writing, says this about the gospel. He says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how then shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. What Paul is saying here, he says, he says how can someone call on God if they don't believe in God? How can they believe in God if they haven't heard about God? How can they hear about God if no one ever tells them about God? How is anybody going to tell them about God if God doesn't send them out? That's what Paul says. But here we see that Jesus has sent us out to preach the gospel. And so if we follow that trajectory of what Paul is saying, is that we have been sent, so we need to tell people about Jesus or else they won't hear They won't believe, and their lives won't be changed. Paul says in Romans 10 that the the gospel spreading is our responsibility. The gospel spreading through the world is our job. If we don't do it, it's not going to get done. It's a challenge from Paul. It really is. He says, go and tell all your friends that Jesus loves them, and if you don't, no one's going to do it. That's the reality is that we have been sent with the message to preach the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. If we don't do it, it's not going to get done. So here are two ways that we can practically preach the gospel. The first one is we need to understand how to passively preach the gospel. Passively preach the gospel. In uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, Paul writes and he says, he says to, to the church in Ephesus, he says, Walk worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To walk worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What he he is saying is that we need to live a life and a lifestyle that lines up with what we believe in. We need to allow the the good news of Jesus, what, what Jesus has done for us on the cross, to actually change the way that we live. We need to allow what Jesus has done to change the way that we live, change our lifestyle, change the way that we act, change the way that we react, 
change the way that we talk with people, change the way that we respond, change the, way, the, the things that we prioritize and the things that, that affect us or make us angry or, or, or whatever, that we need to allow the work of Jesus to come inside us and change the way that we live. And when we lived changed, people will notice people will notice when we are living differently according to the gospel. We, as Christians, we should live differently than people who have yet to meet Jesus. We, we should be living different. We should be setting that example to other people. Uh, we should allow the work of Jesus to change the way that we live. And by that, we are passively preaching the gospel or what Jesus said, we would walk as the lights of the world. Jesus says that you are, to his followers, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And so when we start walking and living differently, living changed, uh, uh, as an example to other people, we are walking as lights of the world. The second way that we preach the gospel, so that's passively preaching the gospel. The second way is actively preaching the gospel. And this is very simply telling people what Jesus has done for you on the cross. And I think, me personally, I have a hard time kind of picturing preaching the gospel like this without thinking of, uh, you know the guy that stands by Target with, with the sign? Yeah. I love that guy. I think that guy's awesome. But I have a hard time thinking, okay, I definitely believe that guy's doing it, but am I supposed to do that? Because it's hot outside. That's it. I mean, that's, one, that's the only reason. That's it. I'm not doing it. It's hot outside. Even today, it was cold outside, but it was kind of hot outside. You know what I mean? Um, so so am, is that how I'm supposed to do it? I mean, that's definitely a way to do it, but that is not what we are all called to do. I would, would say the best way to kind of summarize the way that we actively preach the gospel is by pointing to Jesus. To, to be quick to point to Jesus. You're having a conversation with your friend. They're asking you your advice about a relationship or something going on, and you just point to Jesus. Someone's going through something. Someone, they're going, walking through uh, sadness or depression. Well, I just want to point to Jesus. Uh, someone, uh, you're talking to a friend, and they're feeling anxious or they're worried or whatever. Well, point them to Jesus. There's tension in, in your friendships and you kind of don't know, well, I just want to point to Jesus. And, and I think so often we try to handle situations all on our own, but Jesus is the answer to everything that we go through. If we're anxious, Jesus promises us peace. If your relationship is broken, Jesus will mend relationships. If you are hurting, Jesus can heal. If you are lonely, Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. We need to actively preach the gospel by just pointing people to Jesus. Hey, I don't know all the answers, but I believe Jesus can, can help. I, I, let me pray for you. Like, let me just pray real quick. I don't know, I have, I have nothing else, but I can pray. Like, just point people to Jesus. 
We need to be quick to point people to Jesus, but we also need to bring people to where the gospel is clearly preached. One of, the, one of the best ways that we can reach our friends is by simply bringing them to places that the gospel is preached. Nate and I work tirelessly uh, to, to prepare something to say from up here on a Thursday night, and we would love to tell anybody about it. And, and sometimes we feel like, oh, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to preach the gospel to someone. I don't know how to encourage it. Well, just bring them to where the gospel is preached. And just say, hey, I, I don't know, but just come with me to youth. That, that might help. And so preaching the gospel, actively preaching and passively preaching. Second, we're called to disciple, to disciple Discipling is different than preaching the gospel because preaching the gospel kind of has this thing where maybe they have not heard about Jesus, where discipling is once they've placed faith in Jesus, we don't just leave them there. We, we want people to hear about Jesus, to respond to salvation, but then also bring Jesus to the center of their life and of their lifestyle, that, that Jesus becomes the priority in our lives. Being a disciple of Jesus is clinging to Jesus all the time through everything. Being a disciple of Jesus is, is allowing Jesus to change literally everything in our lives. Being a disciple of Jesus is a call that is for everyone. I think sometimes we think like, okay, I can casually walk with Jesus and go to church sometimes and, you know, whatever. I don't really need to do anything. I just, you know, I got my, my ticket out of hell free card and now I'm just going to do whatever I want. But, but Jesus actually calls all of his followers to discipleship. Being a disciple of Jesus isn't just for the super religious or isn't just for someone who wants to grow up and work in a church, but being a disciple is an invitation that everyone who confesses Jesus as Lord should be committed to learning and living the way that Jesus has designed us to. And, and, and our responsibility as disciples is to make disciples of Jesus ourselves. So first we need to understand that being a disciple is an invitation for everybody. We're all called to a close relationship with Jesus. And so that should kind of shape the view of how we make disciples. Well, anyone who I should preach to, I should also encourage to cling to Jesus in everything, to be a disciple of him. But this invitation that is to discipleship is an interruption for everyone. We should understand that being a disciple interrupts our life. In the Gospels, every time that Jesus says, follow me to someone is in the context of them leaving something behind to take what Jesus has for them. Peter and Andrew are called and they're told to leave their nets. Matthew is called to leave his tax collector's office. The rich young ruler is called to sell everything he had. One man is told to leave his family and follow Jesus. Another one refused to leave his work behind. And, and finally, Jesus makes an invitation to anyone and everyone to deny themselves, to pick up their cross, and to follow him. 
Following Jesus is an invitation to radical denial of ourselves, comforts, and desires for our own success. And instead, we take on the desires, priorities, and lifestyle of Jesus. That's what being a disciple is. And we need to understand that everybody who hears about Jesus is called to do the same thing. And so our job is to help. Our job is to be there with people. Making disciples is locking arm in arm with the people around us who follow Jesus. It's the people in this room. It's the people at our school that say, I'm a follower of Jesus and I go to this school. We should know those people. We should encourage those people. We should pray for those people. We should have relationship with the people around us that are also walking with Jesus because we're called to to leave ourselves behind and take on Jesus, and that is hard. We need to be people that encourage others to to do the the right thing in situations. We need to encourage others to to say no to certain things so that we could walk in the plans and the purpose that God has for us. Making disciples is is being with our brothers and sisters that, that are following after Jesus. Making disciples is encouraging other people to surrender their whole lives to Christ. Discipleship is a a unique calling for us to deny ourselves and to follow closely behind Jesus in a loving relationship as he walks with us through life and builds us into contributors for his kingdom. And we are called to do that together. We're we're called to do that together. And making disciples is is simply pouring into the people around us that are also walking with Jesus. Jesus. This is my last point. You guys can, uh, the worship team can come up as I begin to close. Jesus says, he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples. But at the end, he says, lo, which is kind of a funny way to kind of start something. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus says, I am with you always. It's a, it's a funny story, actually, because Jesus says that to his disciples. He says, hey, I'm with you guys always. And then like two seconds later, he floats on up to heaven. And it's like, okay, well, that's not true. Um, but actually what Jesus says before he ever went up to heaven, he says this in John 16. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The helper is the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises that as he goes up to heaven and we are sent out to do this work, to tell people about Jesus and to encourage the people that know about Jesus to commit their whole life to Jesus. When we go out to do that, Jesus promises that his spirit will be with us. Meaning we don't have to do it alone. Uh, A couple months ago, the hurricane came around. Um, You guys know about hurricanes. And uh, I have my own house and so I consider the windows of the house uh, when hurricanes come around. And it is the hardest thing to gauge. You guys will learn about it 
when you're older, just be thankful that you don't have to suffer through this weird nonsense now. Um, but when a hurricane comes, I just go around asking, like, hey, are you guys boarding up? Uh, excuse me, hello? Are you going to board up your windows? Because I don't know. Like, I just never know when. I told you, I'm not an expert at anything. It's like Category 5 hurricane. It's like, are you guys going to board up? Like, it's like... It's raining outside. I'm like, hey, should I be boarding up my house right now? Because I just have no idea. But everybody in Florida just tries to, like, ooh, out Florida each other. It's like, I only board up when it's a Category 13 hurricane like it was back in. And it's like, come on, bro. Just be honest. Are you going to board up or not? And I was having a conversation with, um, with Nick Carter, who's one of the pastors on staff, like the ultra mega handyman. And if he's boarding his house, then I know it's horrible and I need to board my house. And so I was having a conversation, like, uh, recently, this last hurricane, hey, are you boarding up your house? He's like, ah, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, cool. If he's not doing it, I should be okay. And then I found out he did. And I'm like, dude, come on. So I, he, he calls me. And he's like, hey, I, you know, I just got done helping some other people board up the house. Are you good? It's like, you told me you weren't boarding up the house. I'm not good. I need to board up my house. So then he starts walking me through it because he did it for me last time like a legend. And, and he's like, go into, into the room, into your garage. You have that plywood. I'm like, how'd you know about that? And so I take the plywood. and You take the plywood to take tap cons. I'm like, no idea. And, and, start, he start, and then he starts to walk me through it. And then he interrupts himself. And he says, I'll be over in five minutes. He comes over, grabs the tap cons. They're blue screws. And, and, and begins to do it. When he was walking me through it, I had no clue. But when he showed up, everything changed. And we think that, that, that we are left on our own to follow Jesus. We hear like, hey, you should go into all the world and preach the gospel. And you're like, huh, you don't understand how my personality works. I can hardly talk to my mom. And, and, and we think, that's not me. Someone else could do it. It's like, we're called to make disciples. And you're like, oh, yeah, but I don't know what dis being a disciple is. And how am I supposed to make them? You know, it's like, we can feel so like that's for somebody else. I don't know how to do it. I, and we think that we're on our own to be these people, and we're not. We also think like best case scenario is like we have our Bibles, and it's like, yeah, God will walk us through it. And we'll, we'll figure, it, figure it out as he's walking us through it. And that's not the promise either. Jesus says, I am with you always. So what we need to learn how to do is to rely on him. We don't need to be experts. We just need to know how to rely on Jesus. We'll never argue our, our way in a conversation to someone else's salvation. I don't think that will ever happen. We don't need to know the Bible inside and out and just try to convince people to know. All we need to do is rely on the Spirit of God. Every time someone comes to meet Jesus, it's a working of the Spirit. We need to learn how to rely on the Spirit because God is with us through everything. God will never leave us or forsake us. 
God is right there by our side. And as we step out in faith to, to tell someone about Jesus, to sell, tell someone what Jesus has done, to point to Jesus in a situation, or to invite someone to youth, or, or there's a friend of ours who is, who is trying to walk with Jesus, but they just keep making mistakes, and we go up and we're like, hey, I think that you should try to do this instead, and we step out in faith. That is us stepping out into relying on the Spirit of God. The best way to learn how to rely on Him is to put yourself in a place where you need Him. And if we want to be people that preach the gospel and make disciples, we need to be people that are stepping out into places where the only place we could go is being caught by the Spirit. We need to learn how to rely.